0: Welcome to episode 104 of the Introvert Entrepreneur podcast. I'm Beth Bilo and it is a pleasure to be spending this time with you. Whether this is your first or your 104th episode, I hope you hear something that will make you smile, spark an insight, improve your business, and maybe even change your life. This episode is about intentions and visualizing it caused me to think back to my early experiences and i remember i used to walk to high school and because it was maybe only about three quarters of a mile away maybe a mile away and it was a really safe walk through residential neighborhoods but sometimes i just didn't want to make the walk so i would visualize and imagine someone giving me a ride that a friend would drive by or even a teacher and they would offer to pick me up and take me to school. And I found that more often than not, every time I had that thought, it would happen. (laughs) And I carried that idea forward um, still in high school as well as into college when I was a musician, and I would mentally practice my music. I could either close my eyes and visualize myself on the stage and imagine what it felt like to be moving my fingers over my instrument and seeing the music in front of me. Or I could just sit in the hallway and uh, look at my music and imagine and mentally practice. I considered that a form of visualization. And I realized when it came to visualizing and intention setting, when I was in my early 20s, I realized that goals were good. I had lots of friends who were forming really specific and solid goals. But what I also noticed was that those goals could become a source of stress and they could cause one to become myopic and rather hyper focused to the point where anything other than reaching the desired goal was considered a failure. It was when I was in my coach training that I learned more formally about visioning and intention setting. And in that process, we created personal intentions. And what I appreciated about the difference between intentions and goals was that intentions were about what I wanted to experience rather than about specifics that I wanted to happen. The one exception to this um, over the past, you know, eight years or so has been writing and publishing a book. When I first knew that I was going to write The Introvert Entrepreneur, and this was at least a, it was five years ago, I made up a mock book cover, printed it out, placed it, you know, wrapped it around a book, and put it on my shelf. And that way, I could see it mixed in with other books that I liked and respected, and I knew the book existed, I just had to write it. So in that case, I did have a clear vision and a goal that was very specific, and it all worked out. I will say that what helped besides setting that intention, which was to publish a book, was also my willingness to release a need to know exactly how, when, and where that book was going to show up. That was not an easy process. But when I did that, I was able to focus on what was most important. I didn't close myself off to different possibilities, and I was able to stay focused on that fundamental goal, which was writing the book. It happens that my friend and I were just talking about goals and visioning of the future earlier this week. She asked me where I saw myself in five years and I kind of stumbled over the question, which is a little bit ironic because I often will ask that of my own clients and prospects. I said that in some ways I have trouble envisioning a specific future for myself. She offered that when it came to visioning for herself, she focused on letting her values be her guide. She would make choices based on what would be the best reflection of her values and how she could lead with them in order to create a future that was her best future. I thought that makes a lot of sense to me. Of course, I talk a lot about values. So why not let that drive not just your choices today, but in the future? So for instance, in my case, I have a core value of freedom. And that translates into imagining a future that reflects the freedom I desire, whether that's financial, geographic, or emotional freedom. Being able to envision and feel that kind of freedom, I can make choices now that move me closer to that future goal. It's not the same as saying, I want to live in such and such a place and be making this much money with this promotion listed on my resume. For lots of people, that works, and if it works, I highly encourage you to go for it. And for those of us for whom it doesn't work, recognize that there are a range of ways to create your future, and each of us has to follow our own path and find the way that inspires us the most. Today's conversation is going to give you more to think about when it comes to setting goals. Misha Mikalian is a serial entrepreneur with 22 years of experience and eight startups to date. He loves creating game-changing businesses that contribute to the evolution of humanity. His most recent company, Intently, is a software platform that replaces online ads with inspirational images chosen by the user. With over 25% of internet users using ad-blocking software, the vision for Intently is to create a new paradigm in the $150 billion online ad industry by giving users control over who advertises to them. Hi, Misha. Welcome to the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I am delighted to be talking with you today.
1: Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Beth. Really excited.
0: Well, what is... I kind of know the answer to this question, I think, but what's making you smile today?
1: (laughs) You know, what's making me smile is um, we're just doing a really great job at our fundraising round right now for Intently, and I'm I'm actually in uh, the Bay Area right now on an investor tour, and I actually just uh, closed some new funding um, 30 seconds before I jumped on this call with you, so I'm just uh, really excited to, uh, to have some more resources on board for us to pursue our mission.
0: Awesome. Congratulations. That is fantastic. We love to hear success stories. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> as I'm sure you do. So, you know, just to give listeners some context about your perspective and where you're coming from, where do you consider yourself on the introvert extrovert spectrum? And how has that knowledge influenced you as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So I'm actually on the far end of the extrovert spectrum, so I'm I'm definitely as extroverted as it gets. (laughs) And my business partner, uh, my co-founder, and this is actually our third company together, is actually on the opposite end of the spectrum. And he's really functions best as an introvert. And the interesting thing is, and just how that's played out in dynamic has been really amazing over the years in that we found we can add so much more value when we just focus on our gifts and what we're really Mm -hmm. good at and we play off each other in that um, dynamic extraordinarily well. But the awareness for me has really just been that, you know, I love to be in front of other people, out with other people, at events. And I've been able to really leverage that relationship building quality to um, help make our businesses successful through, um, you know, forging new relationships, raising money, finding investors, whatever it takes that's, you know, built off the backbone of establishing great networks um, for what we're doing
0: yeah what would you say is the role that your introverted partner feels most comfortable taking or that his his or her strengths are coming through the strongest
1: yeah so he he really likes working with small teams within the company and helping them improve the work that they're doing and he's much more of like the academic behind what mm-hmm. we're doing mm-hmm. so he's you know I, I i feel like he's he's like the really strong intellectual energy and i'm the real strong creative energy mm-hmm. so you know for him to like spend countless nights just like researching things and putting together blueprints and, and roadmaps and what have you. Like he thrives off that where like I feel like I need to be out in front of people <laughs> constantly so so we're able to really play off that together.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you found a, a perfect balance. And you said yeah. three companies together. So yep. I imagine it's it's you've really um, grown in your understanding over that time and become even more accepting and understanding of each other's differences.
1: Yeah, yeah. If, if you can find a business partner, be so lucky to find one you can do multiple startups with. It's really mm. great to be able to like enter into a new startup with that foundation and, and uh, really understanding how to work with each other. It just makes it so much easier.
0: Yeah, that's a great point because there's already so much risk risk inherent in launching another startup, that if you have something that's a known entity, that being the partnership, then it seems like you're that much more ahead of the curve. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, I want to talk about one of the many businesses that you've started. And it's called Intently, which you just also mentioned that you had gotten some funding for. And I signed up and I started using it. And I in a very short period of time, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, this is so cool. Because it's really transformed uh, my browsing experience. And even you know, just how I feel when I'm kind of clicking around on the web. So tell us what is Intently and what inspired you to create it?
1: uh so intently is just this really powerful tool that eliminates every single ad you see while you browse the internet mm-hmm. and a re- places those ads with content that you want to see. So most of our users select like inspirational quotes and affirmations or post pictures of their goals, their intentions in life. So they're constantly throughout the day being reminded of who they're committed to being in the world. So their behaviors and decisions and actions start to more naturally align with that commitment. So I get so many powerful stories from our users where they've actually selected a quote to maybe like rewire a limiting belief or reframe some way they were showing up in the world. And just by seeing it over and over again instead of their ads, Mm -hmm. they actually notice they sort of showing up differently.
0: Yeah. So I'm on Facebook right now. Not, not to be multitasking while we're talking, but I just opened it up because I was curious. Okay. What would pop up? And I see the ad for just a moment, but then it's quickly replaced with this beautiful image. Looks like it might be Greece or, you know, something that's uh, very coastal and soothing and beautiful. And I know if I scroll down, I'm going to see another, you know, affirmation image that's aligned with something I've chosen. And it's such a um, refreshing way to be interacting with your intentions.
1: Yeah. yeah, and you can do it in community. You can add friends mm. to the platform and share your intentions with them and help keep each other accountable and um and and also browse through their intentions that they create if they're making them public. So,
0: yeah, it's like we can all conspire together to make these good things happen yeah <laughs> so what what inspired you to make this happen like where did the idea come from
1: you know it's interesting because in a previous life i ran a, an ad agency and um, we were spending over a hundred million dollars a year in advertising we had built a a, a really um, successful agency and you know i just the more and more i connected with the world of advertising the more disgusted i felt with it <laughs> and i really didn't know what my next business was going to be but i set a series of parameters that i really. Wanted it to include, like, I wanted it to be really beneficial for humanity, for society. I wanted it to be really scalable and capable of touching hundreds of millions of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wanted it to leverage my strengths and my gifts that I bring to the world for me and my business partner. And I really just identified all those key um, parameters that I wanted my next business to look like. And from that point, I just surrendered and said, you know, like, show up for me, mm-hmm. like, show mm-hmm. show up in my space. And um, I was met at the time, I was meditating every single day. And a week into uh, my meditation practice, from the day that I set those parameters, the idea for Intently just popped into my head, and it was like a a fully just saw the whole possibility of what it is. And I just popped out of my meditation practice. I called my business partner and I said, I think I have our next business. And after Mm -hmm. I told him, it was like, yeah, you got it. And, you know, we're constantly coming up with ideas and throwing things back and forth. But when this one hit, it was very clear that that was our next thing.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's kind of based on that premise of vision boards. And, and most people listening probably know what a vision board is in terms of, you know, we have this idea of, um, you know, a big piece of poster board, maybe, and we're cutting out images from magazines and words and, and things that resonate with us and reflect what we want in the future, what is it that's so powerful about that? And how do you see that, you know, like, in translating it to a virtual space? How can that, you know, maybe take it to a different place?
1: Yeah, I think what's so powerful about that is that just the the state that we're in, like our way of being is influenced by all the different factors around us and our thoughts throughout the day and, and what we're seeing, the the content we're consuming, the, the information we're consuming, and the more we can have that aligned with the most positive things that that are what we actually want to how we want to show up in the world, the more it actually starts to happen. It's just because that's where our mind is focused on. And, you know, just some examples of how vision boards have just, the vision boards on Intently specifically have really changed our users' lives. You know, I I had an image that I added to my vision board that said, you'll continue to be tested until you're no longer triggered and when I saw that quote I was like that's really powerful because every time I get triggered by somebody I'm being tested for something and mm-hmm. that's that's a really good thing for me to like embody and integrate in my life so I added it to my channel I start seeing that quote every single day as I browse the web a lot of time it's just in my periphery and I don't notice it but it's there mm-hmm. and three weeks later I'm having dinner with my mom and she said something that just triggered the crap out of me and like moms can do sometimes (laughs) they're just like they're they're really good at that and and instantly my mind was like what are you being tested for right now and I was like oh like that's a great question I'm being tested to be compassionate towards my mom that she's looking through life from a very different lens than I am and I'm taking it personally when it really has nothing to do with me at all Mm -hmm. and once I realized that, the trigger just subsided, and I had the most amazing, loving, connected dinner with my mom. But it wasn't until the next day that I was on one of my favorite blogs, and I saw that image, and I was wow. like, "Holy crap! That shifted my <laughs> dinner last night," and I didn't even know. So I, yeah. I look into our logs, and I had seen that image a couple hundred times, wow. and and it had this like profound impact on me, and. You know, I, uh, I had one more story recently where um, we had a user, one of our users was at a friend's house. And that friend was like, really depressed. They had lost her job. They were on Facebook all day. They were sad because they were seeing how happy everybody was. Mm-hmm. And they were actually feeling suicidal. So she mm-hmm. was, you know, trying to help him find different counseling centers he can go to 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 really process that and before she left she was like oh let me also install this intently thing on your computer and she asked him what are the 20 things you're most grateful for right now and she basically pulled 20 things out of him that he was grateful for in life Mm -hmm. and she created an intently channel custom for him on those 20 things and every single day now as he was like jobless and browsing the internet and on different social media sites he was seeing constantly what he was grateful for and Mm -hmm. within a week he called her up and he's like this experience of seeing what i'm grateful for all day has completely shifted my life like i am realizing there's so much to be grateful for i'm getting out of my house again i'm thinking about the next job i'm like the suicidal thoughts are like not even present for me anymore and Totally shifted his whole experience, just taking these ad units and turning them into something that's supporting him in his life. So you know, that's that's just like an illustration of the power of it. It's it's up to the user to really design a experience that is most supportive to that what they're trying to do in life
0: yeah that well that was one thing that impressed me when i went to to create my own board is that there were so many different categories and and different areas of your life that almost no matter what was going on whether it was you were feeling really excited in a positive place or you were feeling like the person you just described and and very much on the edge you would find something that uh, would be supportive of where you were at in your journey So, so, so tell us a little bit about the process of forming intently. Like you said, you had the idea during the, the, your meditation time and you called your partner and you're like, yeah, that's it. So what happened next? What were the first steps to bringing it to life?
1: You know, the the first steps was uh, finding an engineer to help build the platform. And, you know, I reached out to my network Mm -hmm. and I heard of somebody who was really dissatisfied with his job. And I had met this guy a few times and we got into a conversation he was just so lit up and excited by what we were doing and um, just ready you know he was ready to leave the corporate world and to be an entrepreneur so he joined our team and became a co-founder and then the three of us started working on intently and you know those first steps for the first year were really just you know building the product like a real MVP like the minimal viable product mm-hmm. and and really just putting it out there and seeing what people thought of it you know like are we this something that people really want and and we released like a, such a crappy version of Intently <laughs> compared to where it is now and people mm-hmm. loved it and we're wow. like oh this is a disaster and people love it this is great yeah um so we started improving and people still loved it and at one point my business partner and I we were still running our other company and we're like we've got to sell our company and start working on this full time so yeah. it was a process of really like just a minimal product out there testing it with the market getting feedback and feeling what the market thinks of it and then you know making a decision to go all in
0: yeah one thing i as an introvert that i appreciate that i don't know that i would have thought of which probably came naturally to you which was like you said like you reached out to that engineer and uh, you know my first tendency might be oh i need to start tinkering around with this and figure it out and play with it and create it and and oh yeah i can call other people in to help me with this <laughs> You know, might be something that comes a little bit later. So I think it's a good reminder to all of us, like when you have something like that, especially if it's something that exceeds, you know, you need a special skill set that you don't have to learn to do it yourself, that you can find somebody. And it sounds like you, of course, are very well networked and knew who to call pretty quickly to bring on board.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very reliant on other people to make what I'm doing in the world successful. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and I think that's definitely something introverts can learn from extroverts for sure. Because <laughs> we tend to be a little self reliant can be a, a healthy thing and it can be unhealthy. So thank you for sharing a little bit about you know how that all got started. Um, I want to do a quick trip in the way back machine. You know, it, it, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about other business ventures that you've had. And this is about 20 years ago in your first business called Special Pages. (laughs) So I'd love for you to, I think you were 15 at the time. Is that right? Okay. So tell us what inspired that and what you learned from that experience that maybe stays with you today.
1: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I just, 15 years old, it's 1993, like the internet's in its infancy. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to create the yellow pages on the internet. And, <laughs> you know, the best name I can think of, like, I probably could have gotten yellowpages.com at the time.
0: Probably. But yeah, the,
1: the best name I can think of was special pages, because it's on the internet, and it's different. And despite my lack of branding success, um, <laughs> we actually ended up doing pretty well, because we were one of the first yellow pages out there. And we got a lot of exposure. But I think, you know, what I learned is to just go for it because you know so many people told me it wouldn't work Mm -hmm. like so many people said and these were smart people like I was talking to my friend's parents that were like millionaires and had successful businesses and I was telling them about my idea and they basically told me like you don't get it the internet this thing is not a local thing it's about Mm -hmm. global connection it's about Mm -hmm. connecting with people in other places like we have a book that gets delivered to our house for that we don't need to mm. go look for that online. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, the smartest people in the world I was talking to could not fathom that people would actually spend time going to their computer to get information about a local business. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> and now, like, you can't fathom the opposite. So, exactly. You know, I just think that the reason, like, entrepreneurs, you have to recognize that you are, like, part of the select few that, that have the vision. To mm-hmm. see a different world than we currently exist in mm-hmm. and not to allow people who don't have that same type of vision to hold you back, just to go for it and I think that was my biggest learning lesson there because um every person I talked to told me it was a bad idea, wow. and clearly, you know the internet's uh, exploded. <laughs>
0: you know, that was before everyone had a cell phone in their pocket, you know, a smartphone and, and all of that. And so now we absolutely use all of that. And what is obsolete? The yellow pages, because um, it's all online. And of course, that's the first place we go. Yeah. So, so thank you so much. Any final words of wisdom that you've learned as an entrepreneur, like you said, part of the nature of who you are is that you see things that other people don't, and to have the courage of your convictions. Anything else that you want to bottom line leave with anyone listening that has been particularly powerful for you that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I've actually got several go to things that I share with people. And the one that's calling me the most right now particularly because of there might be like a lot of introverts in the audience listening mm-hmm. to your show mm-hmm. is that you are the sum of the five closest people you have in your life. Mm-hmm. So you choose them really carefully. And yeah. and this is something my business partner taught me. What is you know even though like I'm on the extroverted end and I'm, you know, communicating with hundreds of people on a monthly basis, you know, who are those five people you're keeping closest to you in your life? And mm-hmm. because you become like the sum of those people. So, you know, I feel my success and my alignment to like constantly like improving who I am as a person in the world has been to be thoughtful in Mm -hmm. who are the closest people that I spend the most time with in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. And that's so appropriate for introverts, you know, and it's good for us to remember, because we do tend to surround ourselves with a smaller group of people, and to be very intentional and deliberate about who those five people are, because we definitely absorb their energy just as they absorb ours.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to wrap up with a question that I ask all of my guests. And I don't know if this would be appealing to you since you're an extrovert, but it is about introvert (laughs) island. We all need a vacation, right? (laughs) Yeah. So you have three weeks on Introvert Island, and you can only take three books with you. What would you take with you and why?
1: You know, I would, um, I've been wanting to read Eckhart Tolle, A New mm-hmm. Earth and A Power of Now. It's been a long time since I've read them, and mm-hmm. but I just remember it was such a, contribution to evolving my thinking. And um so I'd want to bring those and reread them. And I'd bring um Elon Musk's um new biography Mm because I'm such a fan of Elon Musk and um you know he's introvert as well. There's a lot of like like he's an introvert. Richard Branson's an introvert. Mm -hmm. I've actually met Richard Branson several times and spent uh, quite a bit of time with him at his home and it's really interesting because publicly he looks like an extrovert but yeah really that a... surprises yeah. me
0: because I always uh, think of him as kind of the quintessential extroverted entrepreneur <laughs> yeah. so that's interesting <laughs>
1: So, you know, it is, so I would, I would bring those books and, you know, and it's, I would, I would welcome the challenge to to be alone for a little bit and to be with myself. I think it it would make me uncomfortable and um, I like pushing my edges of, of comfort in the world to, to see what comes out of it.
0: (laughs) Nice. Nice. Well, thank you for that. Well, what is the best way for people to connect with you, learn more about you and especially to learn about intently?
1: Well, intently we are just opening up to the public right now so you can go to intently.com and register and replace all your ads with inspiration mm-hmm. and then go to type in my name in the search box uh, misha McCallion, um and you will find me and you can add me as one of your first friends on intently and um, <laughs> i can share inspirational images with you and um, linkedin is also a really great way to get a hold of me and, and keep in touch with me as well as facebook
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for both the gift of, you know, sharing your time with us and your stories and experiences, as well as um, putting something so positive out into the world as intently.
1: Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Beth. It's been so great to be on your show. I really appreciate, appreciate it.
0: I believe in the power of visualization. And as we're going to learn about in our next podcast, Episode 105, with guest Sir John Hargrave. I believe in the power of simulation. Both of these ideas can move us closer to whatever it is we want to create, whether that's a successful business or our own version of Introvert Island. Where are you going to start? You can start by downloading intently and use it as a tool to keep your intentions top of mind. You could also create a vision board for any area of your life and put it someplace where you'll see it regularly. You could also share your intentions with your colleagues and friends and create some accountability around them. Or you could simply come up with a single word, phrase, quote, or values list that you use to ground your thinking. For instance, with every major decision I make, I might ask myself, how does this move me towards greater freedom? Having that sort of foundational phrase or question can be a powerful filter for many of life's big questions. Remember to visit my website, theintrovertentrepreneur.com, for the episode show notes. There you'll also find information about the services I offer, including coaching, speaking, and strategy sessions for introvert entrepreneurs. You can go ahead and schedule time to chat with me through my online calendar, which I keep updated a few weeks in advance every month or you can complete the contact form. Either way, I would love to hear from you. A very special thank you to my podcast producer, Paul Messing, and my assistant, Naja for preparing the podcast show notes. If you enjoy the show, I invite you to take a few moments to share your thoughts in an iTunes review. It only takes a few minutes and it helps others decide if it's worth it to spend their valuable time with this podcast. And of course, please share this episode with your colleagues if you think that it would be useful to them. This is Beth Below of The Introvert Entrepreneur, and until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.